0: stuffed. Oh, God. Another, the return of Rubskin already. (laughs) One of our pod's most infamous characters. I still can't believe you didn't know that it was not pronounced that way, in that completely disgusting, morally reprehensible way. Well, I couldn't read back then. But there's
1: been a long time since then when you could read.
0: That's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) welcome again to another episode of Screen Fix News, uh, where we will give you uh, the week's movie news. Also, look out for our other types of episodes, our Screen Fix episodes. Uh, We will have an episode this week where we will fix Ant-Man and the Wasp, so look out for that too. But for now, it's all about news. And I'm your host, JC. With me, as always, are the hosts that carry the show. Uh, Say hi to everyone. Lady Wan. Hello. And why don't you say hi. Mystery Mustachio, go. Hello. All right. So did you do anything this week that was film-related, Lady Wan? Or uh, just maybe tell us anything that that you did. Maybe you had your own mini World Cup of Insects. Uh, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Whatever you did, just let us know uh, what you did. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) I've been watching the TV show, but it feels film-related because it's a cinematic TV show. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. She's
0: the crazy ex-girlfriend. What? No, I'm not. She's the crazy ex-girlfriend.
1: There's so many musical numbers. I've been watching that on Netflix. It's really good.
0: Yeah? You're a fan of musical-leaning television programs and movies?
1: I, I never want to say yes to that question because something about it feels like somebody's talking down to you. But yeah, I guess so.
0: <laughs> or you like musicals? Yeah, that's
1: how it always feels. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> you like musicals?
0: You know what? I'm oh, going to no. say it. I don't care. The world can know. I like musicals. You didn't say love. Love is a word I don't throw around lightly. I only love three things. My mama, (laughs) my dog. And your other dog? Only one of my dogs. (laughs) 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 And talking about movies with you guys. Yeah. (laughs) Warms the little heart. Okay. Um. See, I'm singing right now. All right. So. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> uh. Mustachio. Uh. Did you do anything this week that was film related? Just tell us anything that you did at all. Maybe you. Uh. Finished painting your Sistine Chapel of Criterion on your bedroom ceiling. Uh. Whatever you did this weekend,
2: just let us know. Yeah. Still trying to finish that fresco. Really. <laughs> and, it's, and it's dripping a lot. I don't think I got the right type of paint. Um. I, I watched American Animals. It was so oh. so enjoyable. Oh my Indif- gosh! Did
0: you like you liked it? Because I I remember we covered it uh, on this show. Uh, did it live up to any of the the thoughts that you initially had about it?
2: Yeah, like well, my or- original thoughts were thinking it's kind of like. Fight Club, Social Network-esque, and, like, it took a totally different turn for me, and I won't really give anything away as to, like, what it was, but, I mean, shit, it was just rich and realistic, and, uh, it was powerful for uh, a movie that I didn't really know, like, how it was gonna go. I didn't have, like, a good understanding of it from the trailers. Interesting. So, the trailers did not give too much of it away. It looked
0: like it was trying to be heisty, but it looked like it was trying to be, uh, Uh, edgy yet have some humor to it did that come through
2: yeah actually the for me the the humor was less than in the trailer Mm. and almost by design because the stuff that I would laugh at in the trailer uh, I didn't laugh at in the movie but there was other Mm. stuff in the movie that like there's a totally different side of this movie that you can't see in the trailer I I, that's interesting
1: that's refreshing to hear.
2: So
0: they used a few of the the humorous parts in the trailer to get some butts and some seats, but it had
2: its own story that you can't know unless you're, you're watching it. Yeah,
0: nice, excellent. All right, so let's let's go ahead and dive into our first piece of movie news here. Let's get some trailers out of out of the way. Very interesting trailer. Why do people in like Victorian age in the Victorian age just look like they probably smell bad? <laughs>
1: because they did.
0: Because they. Did. They just look it, too. It's just... Uh, anyway, so many we got a trailer Ugh. called The Favorite.
1: I'm the queen, but you are mad.
0: <laughs> this is a film that's directed by Yorgos uh, Lanthimos. Latest one of his films, he is the director of The Lobster and oh, Killing yeah. of the Sacred Deer. So, movies that are pretty twisted and kind of icky. His films are perverse, very black humor. And here it is, uh, we've got Emma Stone, Rachel Wise, and they are two ladies in waiting. The court of Queen Anne, which is the Duchess of Marlborough. Basically, the health of the queen is deteriorating and uh there's a war between England and France going on as she deteriorates. She engages in some very strange behavior like duck races and things like that. So her court is becoming a little wild, debaucherous, and basically Rachel Wise is the person in her court who's kind of running the show, and then Emma Stone shows up, and she is a young new servant who you know kind of throws Rachel Wise's world. Into a tizzy. So anyway, this trailer, what did you think about it? Did you see The Lobster? I'm curious. I'll, I'll let you go first on this one. Uh, Mustachio, actually. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, I did see The Lobster. Oh, man. What a twisted treat that was. Yeah, I think the I had to watch it a couple of times, The Lobster, that is, to really feel like I'm understanding what's going on. Short run through as far as that, like just a, a movie where people end up as singles at a hotel and if they don't pick a mate within a certain time they're basically just cast off and exiled and killed and hunted mm-hmm. and then they also have to pick a, an animal form that they would wish to be turned into it's it's obscure obscene and uh, downright really twisted i was kind of on board until
0: the the woman that he was trying that he was initially trying to become a mate with kicked his dog who's also his brother to death Yep. That was just, I was like, okay.
2: uh, If that's not twisted, I don't know what
0: is. I really am bored with this. But in some of his other films, though, there's just perversion, incest. There's a lot of really weird stuff. How about this trailer, though? What did you think? They're probably holding back on some of that more twisted stuff because they always do with his trailers. Are you looking forward to this one, The Favourite?
2: Definitely. I think that this movie looks vibrant and yet dark all at the same time. I think it's going to be unnerving. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I feel like the twisted stuff we haven't even gotten to see. There's a lot of gun shooting in this trailer yeah old musket it seems style. like
0: everyone wants to shoot guns. <laughs> there's always someone shooting a gun in this trailer it's really bizarre
2: i, I love it. it looks like there's a lot of women in this movie and they're the ones ruling it but it's gonna look like these women have gone mad mm-hmm. not just queen anne i feel like things are gonna get really twisted if somebody can tell a story about somebody
0: descending into madness it's got to be your ghost lady one right. what do you think the favorite you watched it what did you think? Do you like Emma Stone and Rachel Wise? Are you interested in this go? I
1: like them, but there's so many squishing sounds in this trailer. <laughs> like this trailer is about 40% squishes.
2: Yeah, falling into <laughs> the mud. Yes. And it's like...
1: just a lot, like a lot of it squishes. Was,
0: it was squish, squish, gunshot. Yeah. <laughs> Squishy, squish, gunshot. Squishy. That's what the trailer was. Yeah,
1: that was a lot. It's like a minute and nine seconds. But I managed to be skeeved out and intrigued. (laughs) Like that's quite an accomplishment. So I've never seen any of his movies because I don't like feeling gross. Yeah, I don't. I watched the trailer for the killing of the sacred deer on an airplane. And I was like, oh, I want to take a shower on an airplane. That's how (laughs) gross I felt. I was like, oh, how can I get clean right now? I've never been convinced to watch his stuff before because there's not enough to outweigh how creeped out I'll be. But I'm on the fence with this one because this is like a bizarre true story. I'm fascinated by all things related to the throne in England. and. Her reign was like a really important time for the country. That's when they added Scotland to the empire. That's when they were Mm -hmm. like kicking France's ass, kicking Spain's ass, just being a badass. So (laughs) there might be enough there to convince me to like really, really be uncomfortable for a while. We'll see.
0: Yeah, I'm also encouraged that this is a true story because he does tend to dabble in things that are in the realm of fantasy
1: like surrealism
0: yeah he tends to make like surrealism somehow grounded and feels real and skeevy (laughs) <laughs> I, I I like that he's taking uh, like an actual h- historical ev- event and yeah. putting his his uh, twist a little bent on it. Maybe uh maybe he'll make something that's a little more uh, accessible to people. Which you know I don't want him to compromise being your ghost, but maybe not skeeve everyone out all the time. <laughs> 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 uh, let's hit up another trailer. R.L. Stein Goosebumps Two. Miss me. Goosebumps won a pleasant surprise for me, but also because I enjoy watching Jack Black in most things. This time, Goosebumps 2 is not having Jack Black. Also in this trailer, I managed to eye one of our most hated movie tropes, uh, the Sky Butthole. Mm. Um, there was a <laughs> there was there was a Sky Butthole blue light beam. This trailer does feature it actor. Jeremy Ray Taylor, who is our slender challenged boy from (laughs) it, uh, the chubby kid, as well as someone we liked from Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, uh, Madison Eisman, who was our too cool for school female, couldn't be bothered, always on the phone teen. Anyway, and of course, uh, Slappy's back, the ventriloquist dummy. (laughs) Uh, he's he's apparently the star of Goosebumps now. Uh, so this trailer, our characters discover this book that says uh, Haunted Halloween. They open it up, all the characters come out, and apparently another town is going to be have, have havoc wreaked upon it. I liked the first one, actually. It was just a breezy adventure. Of course, I did think it was carried by Jack, some of Jack Black's charisma, but it was just like a fun romp. But how about this one, Goosebumps 2, are you sad about the exit of Jack Black? Did you read Goosebumps? What's your experience with it? Lay it on us, Lady Wan-Go.
1: Of course I read Goosebumps. Of course. I actually had two of those choose your own adventure Goosebumps books, and I would like hold my finger in the one page in case I died when I got to the next section of the book where it was like, do you go in or do you turn back? And I was like, Ugh. that's not
0: how choose your own adventure book. <laughs> you go back to the beginning. No, and I you didn't. Try again. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, but they were scary. I like that this is a scary movie for kids though because when they go into the creepy house it's broad daylight. Like it's not too scary, guys. That's the how sun you know is it's shining. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the only kind of scary movie that I could handle is one that's like the target age is like 10-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> But but just to be clear, 10-year-olds now, because when they made scary movies for kids when we were kids, they were actually scary. They were
0: super scary. Do you
1: guys remember The Halloween Tree?
0: No. no. What's The Halloween oh Tree? God.
1: It's based on a book by Ray Bradbury, and it came out in the 90s. It was like 93, I think. And Leonard Nimoy is a voice in it, and it's all these kids on Halloween, and they all have to go try and save their friend because he's dying. Oh, my God. <laughs> like,
2: my goodness. mortality
1: for children. So, yeah, they make them different now, and they make them where I can watch them now. Like, I'm still really, really freaked out by that movie I saw when I was, like, seven. <laughs>
0: Didn't Ray Bradbury also do Something Wicked This Way Comes? I think so. Yeah, that was another one that, was a little too weird and freaky for me too when I was a kid. I was weirded out by that one too, but there were so many movies. If you were a little kid in the 80s and even into the early 90s, there were no holds barred there for kids' movies. Uh-huh. I mean, the PG-13 rating didn't even come out until the early 80s. <laughs> I mean, they were just throwing everything out there for kids. <laughs> anyway, alright, so this 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 movie though, you're down with it?
1: Yeah, I can handle this because it seems like a lot of it happens in the daytime. <laughs>
0: Did it give you goosebumps?
1: Um, I honestly, I did yell out when Slappy starts to like rise up all like creepy. <laughs> I was like, no.
0: Slappy, <laughs> like... <No>, yeah. Alright, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Mustachio, what's your relationship with goosebumps? Is it complicated or... <laughs> What do you think about this this movie and uh, the absence of of Jack Black? Go ahead.
2: Uh, you remember my history with goosebumps books? It is complicated. I used to sell them on the schoolyard.
0: <laughs> I forgot about <laughs> well, <that's>, that.
2: <laughs> you did tell us that.
0: You want goosebumps? You gotta go through little mustachio. <laughs> oh, who's selling goosebumps over there? This is my corner.
2: Yeah, well, there was there was turf warfare going on. I I read them. <laughs> I read them and then I'd sell them. Uh, that was just my thing.
0: What
1: a hustler. All
2: right. That's also a testament to how, like, if you
0: don't know about this, that book franchise was hugely popular. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and that's just like a, a testament to how popular these, these books were. You know, you could sell them to other kids. Like, other kids would spend their l- lunch money yeah. Gi- yeah. giving it to Mustachio so he can buy more now and later Like. Other kids would take Wait. IOUs from other kids so that they could pay me for the Goosebumps book. You were running a
2: mustachio bank and loan. You were like a loan shark or whatever that I is. I was the boy that knew how to get things. <laughs> and that they, would, they would come to me and I would be like throwing a baseball with somebody and I would be like, if you ever rat on me, we never do business together again. Yeah. <laughs> that was That was my history with Goosebumps oh books. God. You're cut off
0: from Goosebumps. You're cut off. Man, serious business. All right, so uh, what do you think about this this film? Give us your, your take. Go. I
2: don't know. doesn't look too fun to me, but that's just because I haven't seen the first one. I need to give the first one a try before I really judge like what the second one could be like. Um, I feel like I love those books, if they can capture it for me, and if I can tap back into that from what I appreciated about these books, my favorites being Monster Blood, you can't scare me with the mud monsters, mm. horror at Camp Jelly Jam. The, well, the f- the first one, and it looks like
0: this one too, is they they tend to take a mix of books and just throw them all out there together. So, yeah, like
2: Night of the Living yeah. Dummy I see is slappy, yeah. and then mm-hmm. like uh, Revenge of the Lawn Gnomes is in there. It looks like
0: yeah. So so it looks like this one is going to be a mix of maybe the more ha- Halloweenish elements of Goosebumps.
2: Yeah, and they had they had uh, different editions. Like, they did, like, Monster Blood 1, 2, and 3, and then they had several Night of the Living dummies. Like, they had, like, ones that would reoccur because they knew kids liked those so much. You yeah. were like,
0: look, I'll sell you Monster Blood 1, 2, and 3 for the price of just Monster Blood 1 and 2. Well, will you take it? Will you take it, Billy?
2: They would get upwards of $10.
0: What? $10?
2: What were you buying with this money? Oh, my God. Oh, we don't have to go there. Like when when controlling a racket, usually the money goes back into the racket. Like he's over in the corner sniffing pixie sticks. Yeah, well, no, I was paying a kid to.
0: It all goes to pixie sticks and my muscle.
2: I had a little kid on the side that, (laughs) you know, he would go collect. That's where most of my money went was collections.
1: Muscle.
2: My God. Hey man, I, I knew what muscle was long ago and I knew how to take care of him too. <laughs> oh my God! It's I would so I would ice down his shoulders. And... Oh
0: my God! This is getting so weird. Goodness gracious! Okay, let's move on to our <laughs> next trailer. Uh, we're gonna dial it way down. This is our this is our last trailer. Then we got some other some some news. So uh, this trailer is called Life Itself.
1: No one knows where their story is going, nor who the heroes in it are going to be.
0: It's strange to think about. How a completely random moment would shape my entire life. From the creators of This Is Us, who are adept at eliciting tears oh. and Emmy nominations, <laughs> there, this looks like it's going to elicit more of those same types of tears. Life Itself, Oscar Isaac, Olivia Wilde. I think I saw Olivia Cook in there. Uh-huh. Did I see Man- Mandy Patinkin uh-huh. in there? Yeah, you did. Who else did I see? Annette Benning, Antonio Banderas. Anyway, it looks like it's another different stories taking place during different time periods movie. Yeah. They're lifting the This Is Us formula and just throwing it into a movie. Totally. So Oscar Isaac is a romantic, throws himself out there. Olivia Wilde is a little more, uh, has a little more uh, reservations about things, but I don't know. This just looks like a mix of super melodrama, different time periods. I can't even really tell what the plot is completely, but are you into this Do you watch This Is Us, either of you? And what do you think about this trailer? It looks like it's simply there to make us cry a lot. It's got characters saying super sappy, (laughs) uh, grandiose love ideas. We even have little girls saying things like, I want to have a crazy, wonderful life. I'm like, oh, come on.
1: (laughs) No, kids just want to go to Disney.
0: Yeah, kids just... (laughs) Kids just want more ice cream or they start stomping and crying. Yeah, they want their iPad.
1: Can I have my iPad, mom? Like, that's what kids say.
0: That's what they want. They're like, screw ice cream. Give me my iPad. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I need to make more in-app purchases. Uh, Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you think about this one, Life Itself? Lady One, lay it on us, go.
1: Oh, the, I mean, I don't want to cry. I'm not in the mood for it. So it's tough. Like, the first time I watched the trailer, I've watched it a few times now. The first time I watched it, I was like, oh, I love this beautiful concept about, like, just life is so crazy. It could be a movie, and it's such a journey. And then I was like, no, you know what? I spend a lot of time just sitting at a desk, staring at a computer. That's not a good movie. This is not life itself. This is so over-dramatized. <laughs> like, no. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm, like, rejecting the notion that everything is so romantic. Like, it's a little <laughs> – it's a lot. A lot they're putting out there.
0: Can you imagine if, if every – interaction you had throughout a day was super melodramatic and like (laughs) want to be poignant you would be exhausted by all of it right can you imagine like you're at you know cvs buying some toilet paper and the cashier is like i see you're purchasing some toilet paper like most things in life it won't last we just use it and use it and throw it away and then we purchase more money money is what we think can just bring us the things that we need but really we are born with what we really need and then you're like what you want me to wipe with my hand it would be exhausting <laughs> anyway mustachio what do you think about this life itself go for it
2: oh man this looks powerful i yeah i want to watch this it had me hooked in by like trailer one had the band of horses playing on it yeah mm-hmm. I, I was so excited to hear that and like, watching it, I can tell that this is gonna be evocative, like, performances from everybody. Mandy Patinkin, like, can bring the waterworks for, like, fatherly kind of dysfunction. Like, that that line, it's so strange that a completely random moment that happened way before I was born would shape my entire life. Like, that shit's, like, that's deep, man. Touching on a whole new level of, like, why you're here, questioning things, and, and this looks like it it brings with it like this love story through a generation. And I mean, love brings with it all of its inner workings. It's going to look like a cascading love story that it's heartache, but it's going to be good. I, like, I, I want to see this. And oh, I especially mm-hmm. really liked how he proposed to her when as they were dressed up. Like, Pulp Fiction characters, Vincent Vega and Mrs. Mia Wallace. That was good. <laughs> JC, what, what what did you think about this one, man? Are you looking forward to this?
0: I just think it's going to be a even more saccharine copy of the, the show. I mean, this is this is these guys' wheelhouse here. Are you going to cry? People are going to watch it. They're going to cry. And then they're going to be like, it was so good. And I'm going to be like, it was so manipulative, was what it was. They know what they're doing. Uh, here we go. So... Our next little news here, we're done with our trailers. Let's talk about something big. Let's talk about casting. It's as big as it gets. Episode 9, we talked about how perhaps it could be a little bit of course correction. Abrams is back. Carrie Russell, we asked the question, could that be Ray's mother? Could he be like, no, Ryan, actually her parents are somebody because I set that up in Force Awakens, okay? (laughs) You can't just erase that, buddy. But anyway, joining episode 9, a little bit of nostalgia. We're coming back into the well. Uh, I mean, they're just kind of killing off our favorite characters, so they're going to bring back another oldie, hopefully not just to kill him off.
1: I know.
0: Right? Billy D Williams is joining. Lando is back. So you got to figure, okay, Han Solo died. The Millennium Falcon is still out there in our retconned history now in solo the navigation system inside the millennium falcon is l337 which was his girl is he back to make love to one of the circuit holes in the millennium falcon is he back to claim his lady uh what do you think about it billy d williams casting i'll let you go first mustachio go
2: oh yeah i'm on board for this you know mr uh, malt liquor of of the cult 45 ads
1: it works every time.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, works man. to do what? Ugh.
1: It just works. Okay. He's
2: always had that, you know, <laughs> kind of sexual vibe to him. Like just, just doing his thing, and that's a that's a groove that we want to get back into. And his, he's gonna bring it. Like I'm, I'm looking forward to this. You know, we're gonna feel the exact same way as when we saw Han Solo saying Chewie, we're back on the Millennium Falcon. Like, that's. Yeah. It's gonna grab
0: us. All right, Lady One, Billy D, are you happy about this? Lay it on us.
1: Yeah, but. This is a total JJ move. Like this is. Oh yeah. Oh, oh right. I I really gotta shut these nerds up. They're all mad. Um, it's not my <laughs> fault, guys. Look, look, look. Here's Lando. Chill out. That's what
0: he does. Yeah. He traffics in fan service. Totally. And the thing is, is like people kind of hated him for it in Force Awakens, but then Ryan Johnson came out, said, "Ah, eh, screw all this," and everybody went, "Oh my god, it's terrible." And I think now we kind of can sit back and appreciate more about what JJ's doing. Like he's giving us all the stuff that we want, even though we don't want to admit it at times. That's what I feel, that's what I feel like.
2: Mm-hmm. Reluctantly.
1: Yeah. I think it's a great idea. Everybody's takeaway that I talked to from Solo was like, oh, Lando's a great character. And yeah, on the one hand, I'm very excited that this is happening. On the other hand, I am very irritated that it doesn't seem like J.J. Abrams has any idea that I couldn't have. And he has a lot more money than me.
0: So <laughs> so that's really frustrating that I'm like, well,
1: of course, have Lando in this movie. Like nothing he does seems innovative. and It just feels like, man, you're not better than the rest of us. You're just richer.
0: Billy D coming back. I'm super excited about it because I want my comfort food again after Ryan Johnson served me a cold bowl of chowder. <laughs> a cold <laughs> bowl of, yeah, just got, whatever. All right, so anyway, let's do another little quick bit of casting here. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home is shaping up. We know that we have got Jake Gyllenhaal as our Mysterio. We do know that Michael Keaton is going to be reprising the Vulture. Uh, We've got another bit of casting. J.B. Smoove has been added to Far From Home. So J.B. Smoove, probably known right now uh, for his role on Curb Your Enthusiasm.
1: I think he's got a liquor commercial right now, too.
0: Annie is in a liquor <laughs> commercial. Maybe he's our new Billy D. Mm-hmm. Oh. Except these days I don't think you can say works every time. <laughs> like, I feel like mm. that era is over. <laughs> I
1: don't know. These liquor taglines like one of the tequila companies is just like basically like fuck tomorrow. <laughs> That's like the, <laughs> the whole commercial for that is just like whatever, don't worry about tomorrow. <laughs> so
2: who gives I, a shit?
1: I think you could do it. <laughs>
2: who gives a
0: shit about that big presentation <laughs> swig back this tequila just
1: be hung over that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's tomorrow's problem
0: that's amazing <laughs> all right so anyway jb smooth do you like uh jb smooth and uh do you think he's gonna bring anything to the table for far from home go ahead mustachio
2: i'm not too familiar with jb smooth unfortunately y'all are excited i am too kind of want it to have like this funny vibe and if uh, J.B. Smooth is going to be like a teacher coordinator thing at school I'm interested in him having like as they call it a, like a lead role bring it. Yeah
0: they did say that he's definitely a lead in this film so he's going to bring some more funny. I actually thought that the first Spider-Man was very funny and looks like they're going to continue with some of that light tone adding J.B. Uh What do you think about J.B. Lady Wonko?
1: I like this. I like that this is happening because it's in the vein of where we had Hannibal Buress as the PE coach and Martin Starr as the teacher. Like when the peripheral people in these Marvel movies are hilarious, those tend to be my favorite movies. Like looking back, it's the ones with the stronger like side characters because they get those good little lines and they nail them. And it doesn't feel like anything's wasted. It just builds up the whole movie to be a better viewing experience. So this is awesome. I'm very excited.
0: Awesome. All right, our next little piece of news here. So this is interesting. We'll go ahead and and keep this within Marvel. So the long-awaited Black Widow movie has found its director. The director will be Kate Shortland. Not a household name yet, but she may be after this film. Most notably, she probably is probably her World War II drama lore. She has done some uh, TV shows. Kate Shortland, you know, there's not a lot to go on with her, but the director has been chosen. It is a female director. Uh, I also want you to speculate, do you think that this Black Widow film Is going to be a prequel, perhaps before her time with the Avengers. And do you want that, or would you rather have it be uh, more of a present day uh, adventure? I'll let you go first, Lady Wan.
1: I don't want a full on prequel. I think I'd appreciate flashback sequences, but I don't want like a full, like, Red Room movie. I don't want that because I want to keep moving her forward. And I tend to just not really love origin stories that much. I mean, she deserves that story to be told, but I'm hoping we could do it while still moving ahead and maybe telling us what she's been doing in between all these Avengers movies. There's a lot of time unaccounted for, as far as I'm concerned. So I think there's a lot of story to tell for her i don't necessarily want how she got to be the black widow
0: yeah like right now she's just part of cap's uh, secret avengers and uh but who knows like something might happen to cap in avengers 4 we're not sure and maybe she'll need to go on mm-hmm. you know continue uh with her own with her own adventures and her own story assuming that she survives she will though because her black Widow's coming out unless it's a prequel which i actually i actually hope it's not either i don't like going back and doing these prequels solo anyone yeah. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I don't need to see her Red Sparrow-esque story uh, also. I would just rather see her go on a very important secret clandestine mission that maybe some of the other Avengers don't don't know about. She's been tapped to do it, and it's very hush-hush. She's got to go do this mission. She's the best person for the job. She's a super spy. She's not like... You know, one of the Avengers who's going to come, you know, blasting in the front door and and kicking ass. They need someone with a little more nuance, a little more Black Widow. Yeah, I also don't want a a prequel. What do you think about this, Mustachioca?
2: I I agree. We want something that's not untethered from what's going on now. I, I love Lady Wan's idea for, like, just showing flashback sequences because... We do want a little bit more explanation. We want a little bit more character development. Yeah, this is like, this seems like a great choice for the director with Kate Shortland she's got this other movie uh the berlin syndrome much the same effect where it's a woman placed in a terrible situation that she's got to fight her way out of so yeah like i'm i'm looking forward to this awesome
0: so let's also mention that uh scarjo we talked about this last episode scarjo has backed out of the rub and tug movie oh and none of us liked the way that she responded to how the transgender community felt about her casting what do you think about this uh lady wango
1: i'm honestly pretty surprised that she responded this way. It seemed like she had a lot of attitude and then to be like, oh, well, you know, maybe I'm not the best person for this. I won't. I respect that. And I'm I'm happy to hear that she's doing that. And I hope this doesn't kill the project and it wasn't some sort of like, oh, yeah, you don't want me? Now you're not going to get this movie. Calculated thing. Mm, I right. really hope that's not the case. I hope it does move forward at some point with casting that doesn't make everyone... Super angry.
2: True. What do you think, Mustachio? Yeah, it, it is surprising. Maybe she had some good advice. So they didn't want to move forward with this, and they recommended that she not either. So maybe it's some really good advice on this on this topic. Cool.
0: Let's hit the one last piece of movie news real quick. Neil Blomkamp, director of uh, District 9, a movie that I loved very much, didn't like his follow-ups, Elysium or Chappie, that much. But I did love uh, District 9. I still have faith in him. I know he wanted to do an alien film. But instead Ridley Scott is like I'm making alien film till the end of time, bitches. <laughs> so he's not gonna he's not gonna be able to do that movie. But so he says, Alright, fine, I'm gonna cling on to a different franchise. I'm gonna reboot Robocop, even though we just had a reboot of Robocop starring Joel Kinneman, was not well received, did not do well at at the box office. Uh we're gonna have Neil Blomkamp doing a soft reboot of RoboCop, so one that has some of the legacy elements are still there, but we're going to have a new tale continuing on the, the RoboCop journey. I think Neil Blomkamp has the same visceral style, his uh, unflinching violence. I think he's the right director for it. Uh, what do you think about this RoboCop reboot? Mustachio Go.
2: I'm in. Mean, I think the new I'll Buy That for a Dollar is, I'll see that on MoviePass, and I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to something like this. I love District 9. Holy shit, that movie, like, seemed yeah. to reach inside my chest and turn my stomach. Damn. And yeah, I'm... I'm you in. even
0: started eating cat food after. Yeah,
2: I, I, I couldn't digest anything, else. Man, I can district nine i mean I, it didn't do that for chappy chappy didn't make me eat cat food new lady one robocop movie neil blomkamp what do you think
1: so i like the idea that similar to like what they're doing with halloween where he's like forget all this other nonsense like i'm going back to the original and taking it from that direction mm-hmm. so that's that's nice to hear i thought to myself like oh all right sure well i'll believe it when i see it and then i was like no i probably won't see it because i don't like heads exploding and stuff <laughs> I'm probably not going to see it because I really don't like yeah. the hyper violent stuff. I get there's a place yeah. for it; people enjoy it, but it's it does mm-hmm. nothing for me. I'm not the target audience. So yeah, for those that love the OG RoboCop, I'm sure there's some <laughs> excitement there. Oh, there is, and the thing is, like <laughs>
0: they sh- they should kind of cling to OG RoboCop because robocop sequels are terrible <laughs> and there's not like a sacred uh legacy there i mean <laughs> robocop saved Pee-wee herman at the oscars uh one year so it's there's no he's not like a sacred character yeah! <clears throat> thanks robocop I'm also very excited, actually, for this movie. Let's get Blomkamp on track, right? And I hope maybe this is this is the project for that. All right, that's been our movie news. Uh, why don't you send us on, Lady One?
1: If you'd like to reach us here at the show, you can send an email to screenfixpod at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ScreenFixPod. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Stitcher, Libsyn, Google Play, and, of course, Apple Podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're enjoying it, please tell a friend.
0: Uh, We also have a Patreon account uh, where you can donate to the show. Uh, We'd like to keep the show going forever. And uh, we also have dreams of using some of that money and opening a one-screen movie theater to be the home of podcasting and film festivals and lots of fun stuff like that. So, you know, dream big with us. Anyway, why don't don't we uh, uh, send us home with your best Billy D. Williams, Colt 45, go ahead, mustachio go.
2: For a refreshing, smooth experiment, stick of Colt 45. <laughs> That's Pretty good. How about you, lady, want go?
0: Oh,
1: it works. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> what? So
0: seductive. Okay, here we go. Wet. <laughs> Bubbly. <laughs> they won't leave your room till sunrise when they regain consciousness. Whoa! <laughs> Colt 45. It works every time. (laughs) All right, bye, Bye, everybody.